You're listening to Wholehearted, a soul sister conversation. You're here with healer and intuitive Donna Lee Wynand, life coach Prue Sulisich, and women's empowerment artist Tanya Marie Reeves. Together we are navigating life on purpose. We're pushing boundaries, being imperfect and unstoppable. Join in the conversation by being a part of the Facebook group and connect with your own soul sisters. We are here to inspire and encourage you to live fully into your own life, to be the compassionate observer of your thoughts and feelings, and to make a conscious choice to change what is in your power to change. We are so happy to have you here. Hello. Hello. Lovely ladies. Welcome to Wholehearted, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Today we've got a, a topic for you on blame, but before we get into our topic, we're going to start with our lowlights and highlights. Tanya, what about you? What's going yeah. on this week? Hmm, low light. Low light. Look, my my elbow is still a pain in the ass, so I'm going to choose that again. Pain in the elbow. <laughs> my bloody elbow, bloody tendons. Anyway, let's go to my highlight. Yeah, let's that's, that's scoop past that one. That's awesome. I love it. I think family has been a huge highlight this week for me. I have got to spend a few hours with Oliver, my nephew. He's four. Um, they've been away for a couple of weeks and, uh, yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks since I've gotten to spend some time with him. And then Father's Day, spending time with the family for a quick dinner. We just had a quick dinner because... Um, we had there was soccer and I was working and uh, yes, but um, we did manage to get together and that was really cool too. And then um, Ripley and Heaven and I visiting my nunna, my grandma, yesterday uh, for for an hour or so, which was good too. I certainly don't do enough of um, seeing the people in my life. I'm <laughs> very very terrible at that. Why is that? Why is that? Because mm. oh, because I like being on my own. <laughs> I like doing all the stuff I want to do and I don't like, I mean, it's, it's a bittersweet thing, isn't it? Like once, once you're there, it's all, it's all good and you wish you'd done it more. You're finding the time. Making the time is more the thing. Making, not making the time. Yeah, that's the gist of it, really. And it's not because I don't want to see anyone or it's just life gets away from you sometimes, doesn't it? Absolutely. You get wrapped up in your own life for all all the things that you want to do and that you're doing and, yeah, weeks go past, months go past, and then you're like, oh, shit, I haven't seen anybody. (laughs) I feel it. Hmm. Yeah, I used to rock up to my nana when she was alive in Broken Hill, Nana Talbot, and I'd walk in and, you know, I would go visit her all the time. But every time I'd walk in, she was like, ah, who are you? <laughs> yes, nana, I know. I haven't been here for a few days. <laughs> I'm, um, as we know, I'm very much a routine person. So if mm. it's not in my routine, if it's not written down in my calendar, like, you know, there there've been a lot of periods of time where, you know, visiting my nunna has been a something I do once a week or once a fortnight. It's in my calendar. 
it's written, you know, my sister and I might go, we might go and have lunch. Um, you know, years ago, Nunna used to do lunch on a Saturday or a Thursday, so you would always go there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, that's where I, I uh, steer myself wrong with that sort of thing as well, is that I don't put it in. And if I don't put it in, I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Good just to have some clarity. It might help someone out there. Mm. What about you, Prue? Me, low light. So I'm just going to brush past my low light because nothing, nothing pressing. Highlight is I've been asked to do the speaking gig in Broken Hill at the Women in Business luncheon. And so that's happening in the end of October. So I'm really excited to come back to Broken Hill and to speak in front of the group of women you know, that were all my peers, most probably in Broken Hill. So I'm really excited just to come back and present what I'm going to present and just give back and catch up with everybody, catch up with you too. Yes, I'm very excited. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Do something of my own too. I might like, yeah, may as well just throw something of my own in for head coach and my own coaching practice while I'm there, like squeeze it all in. So who knows what that will be, but keep an eye out because I'll be doing something. So, yeah, really excited to have an opportunity to go back to Broken Hill because it's not, yeah, if I don't have something to go back to, it's not somewhere that I'm going to Broken Mm -hmm. Hill at this point in my life. And so, yeah, looking forward to that. And I'll get to see all my, the family that I've got left back there as well while I'm there. So it'll be nice. Looking forward to that. So that's a highlight. So that just got confirmed yesterday and I was like, yes, okay, that's going to happen. Perfect. Can't wait. Okay, as soon as you know the dates, though, get that out because I will. my diary is a yeah. big diary filling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we'll do. What about you, Donnelly? Um, I don't have any low lights to think of, but I ought, I have a pretty great highlight. So this week, just gone, um, on the 1st of September, the press release for the book that I'm a part of, um, we we got distributed over in America, so we're going had 536 recorded full page presentations wow. and a possibility of 55 million of an audience. So we'll see what happens. Ooh. So oh, yeah, yeah. So really nice, actually. Done. Well done right. to you yeah. and all of the authors in that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, you know, just I'm just going to read this piece. A key factor in transformational, intuitive body healer, spiritual mentor and coach Donnelly Winans' transformative body work is providing a safe, supportive environment to invite in change. She details in her best-selling new book, Voices of Impact, Volume 3. So that's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Good. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so if there's anybody that wants a hard copy, I'm finishing orders this week and we'll get some hard copies. We'll see. It'll be, it'll be nice to hold one in my hands. It will be. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. curious, Donnelly, now that you've been in, in this multi-author book, is there a potential book coming from you? Yeah, definitely. It been it has mm-hmm. definitely been on my mind, Miss Prue. <laughs> and um and those long drives to Mildura, no, they're not long drives because they go pretty quick. Lots of thoughts, you know, I, t- mm. I look at that chapter of that story and I go, oh, my God, there is just so much people don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should and it's, it's, 
Yeah, it's interesting though because as I as I grow and change and develop, sometimes I just wonder whether those stories are important anymore. Oh, you know what? You literally was just thinking that. It's like you've shared that piece now and it's like, okay, great, what's next? Yeah. In like what's next in your life rather than constantly living in the past yeah. and reliving that past because even when you were writing this one, you said, oh, geez, I haven't even thought about this for so long. It doesn't feel, you know, like me anymore almost. Yeah. And it's and it's also great to share it because it really supports people that are going through it like presently. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, I can't wait to see what the actual next, next book is about, which is I'm sure future Donnelly. And yeah, I don't know. It's farting. it's just an in- interesting window to be sitting in, you know, like because it, it was a huge it was a huge revisit, and from a a healing perspective, I guess, or supportive perspective, I wonder how much of that is actually valid now with what I know around energy changing, and I and I understand what you said. It helps people that where they're at, but yeah, I'm s- certainly sitting in a space going, okay. Is this really worth sharing? Because I think the really important piece in going back and being where you are now is people seeing where you were, where you are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that connection, that fuck, like you, people go through this, but look where they are. Yeah. Like I think that's a really, really important part of looking back is seeing where you are. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, no, that piece that you asked on our Facebook group, Tanya, about what's the most challenging thing that you've overcome, I'm still thinking about that. Oh, that's the reason I haven't answered it. You haven't answered it because I'm like, oh, what, what is it? <laughs> it doesn't feel like there's anything right now. It's like... Ah, and which is a testament to how we are right now. Yeah. So like we're actually focused on the future, which is what I love to do, and fo- and the present, and not so much focus on the past. Actually, that's a good segue into our blame game hmm. topic yeah. today, <laughs> because people do get stuck blaming circumstances and other people in the past for things that have done that will hold them back from their future. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the blame game. What does that look like? What is it? What is blame? How can people overcome it and notice that they're doing it and step into their own futures of like this radical responsibility for themselves? Yeah. Yeah, let's get to it. So what is blame? When we're thinking about the blame game, what is it? Can I just give the dictionary definition? Absolutely. One party blames another for something bad or unfortunate rather than attempting to seek a solution. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much There's so much more to this. I mean, there's a little bit more that I researched. I was reading that not so much in the meaning of the word but your brain blame is happens for a reason. Blame is specifically meant to focus our attention on the cause of a problem so we can find a solution. The problem is that we don't often focus on the solution. (laughs) That's where blame blame 
gets out of control and it can cause, um, you know, anger and, and resentment and, and the focus from the solution gets shifted to the actual blame and that can be quite a devastating thing in our lives. Yeah, a quick escape from guilt. It's like that wasn't me not taking that responsibility, blaming something else so you can escape that feeling of guilt because, look, nobody wants to feel guilt. It's not a very uplifting feeling. (laughs) And because we haven't been taught how to hold negative emotion, we're just like, how well, how can we shift it? And so it's like pointing the finger at somebody else for the blame. And like you said, Tanya, focusing on the actual circumstances that created that rather than focusing on the solution. Yeah. Mm. I wonder what we're doing and what we're blaming or what we have done in the past that have blamed, like we've used blame. Well, what are topics? What are general topics that people use in blame? I think um, relationship breakdowns are huge for this, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he said, she said type of stuff. Yeah, Mm. and then there's, you know, there's blame for yourself as well blaming yourself can the same in the same dilemma whether you know i don't think whether you're blaming when you whether you're blaming something inanimate or blaming another person or blaming yourself it it can all result in the same thing there's this blaming language versus responsible language which i just saw when i was googling away uh blaming language is is things like you make me angry while responsible language is I feel angry right now. Another one, it's your fault that this happened or whatever the circumstance was. And then responsible language is, hmm, maybe I contributed to this as well. Another blaming language is they expect too much. Actually, I hear that a lot in the world, especially possibly in workplaces about the expectation of things. Responsible language is my boundaries can be more clear which, yeah, it is like a boundary thing, your own boundaries. Blaming language, I can't do that, opposed to I'm choosing not to. We all know about that. And the last one is they won't let me do that or let me. And I'm prioritizing harmony, which is the responsible language. So it is that, you know, Donnelly talks about clues all the time, clues in your body but also clues in your language, how you show up in the world and how you speak to understand if you are in the blame game and if you're constantly being the victim, I suppose, in what if you think of the the drama triangle, which is victim, perpetrator and the peacemaker. In that drama triangle, there's the victim is when you're always outsourcing blame and the responsibility is somebody else for the results in your life. That's how I see it. I was listening to a podcast the other day, which was about blame, and it keeps you stuck. You get stuck in this in this spiral of anger and resentment, and and they were talking about how blame can it narrows your perspective, it keeps you small, mm. and it, it literally eats at you. It it stops connections if you're not you're not trying to resolve anything. You're just going inward. You're stuck. You can't move forward you're angry, you're narrow-minded and you're losing people around you and it's it's just a, a giant down downward spiral, isn't it? I don't think there's anything positive that can that can come out of staying in that blame loop. No, 
people that are in the blame loop, like they're the ones are causing havoc in society as well. Like when you're not responsible for yourself, they're the ones out there creating a lot of that drama that we have in society. You know, all those people committing all those crimes, they're usually because they're in a blame game of some sort. <laughs> looking yeah. for revenge, looking at getting back at people. Yeah, yeah, not taking responsibility. Yeah. And not allow and you know, if if you're blaming yourself, then you're not allowing yourself to move any forward. compassion or ability to move forward because you're you know, you're starting to think that you are a bad person and that you you always do things wrong and you can't get this right and you can't get that right. So why keep trying? Mm-hmm. And so it's the same the same situation if yeah. you're blaming yourself as as to blaming to others. Yeah. And as adults, like everyone listening to this podcast is an adult and they've got sovereignty of their own being right now. Like there was a time possibly where you were modelled that, like in your childhood and that was how it was and you saw other people around you doing it and you weren't really aware that there was an alternative of self-responsibility. It's like putting up your own hand and going, oh, yeah, that was me, rather than like that was her. Back even when you were kids and... I'm just reading here, a lot of people blame others because they never developed or were taught those self-soothing skills of managing those negative emotions, which is like my whole practice in my life coaching practice. It's like teaching people how to be like manage negative emotions because the the chances are if you're human, you're going to have negative emotions and we've got to learn to deal and process all those emotions rather than always deflecting to make ourselves feel better. So it's like a tactic to actually make you feel better, just the strategy that we've learned from other people. And anger is generally a a barrier to other negative emotions. So you instantly go to anger and, you know, what what's hiding under that anger? Is it guilt? Is it hurt? Mm. Betrayal? Loneliness. Yeah. And and so a lot of people will hang on to that anger because it's easier to be angry at somebody else than it is to actually deal with those those underlying feelings. Yeah. But if we think about relationships, like I've had many a conversation with people, you know, just in life in general about relationships. And yeah, if you chunked it right down and really got into the nitty gritty of why they're in a relationship that they're not leaving or they're, you know, in a bad relationship or a toxic relationship, Really, it come, always comes back to, oh, I'm really disappointed in myself that I allowed this to happen or, you know, didn't stand up for myself or I'm still, yeah, just still here in this relationship. So it always sort of eventually always comes back to you because that's the only place it can go generally. Yeah. But they deflect it out, you know, oh, my husband's an asshole and he never does this or that or, yeah, my best friend never calls me. <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. It's like the the self-reflection back into yourself of, yeah, where it is, what's, like you said, what's underneath that negative emotion. Mm. Usually there's another emotion that's hiding for sure. Yeah, what about you, Donnelly? What are your thoughts? Mm. I often say or share with people that blame is a deflection of that which you do not wish to see. Deal with or understand about yourself. I like to convey that it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity and it's a clue if you can notice, if you can notice this stuff. So 
I'm going to talk about myself, when I notice the opportunity to, and I'm going to say deflect because you, you go to go whatever it is, you know, they don't ring me because whatever, I I can catch myself going, okay, oh, it's like it's like I have to sit with myself and go, oh, here's another one of these things that I've got to work out. <laughs> it's not them. It's and I'm not saying it's me, but I that gives me some clarity around what I might be seeking out of whatever it is that I'm not getting from the other person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's all but not everyone's in gonna be in that place. And that's the that's where you want to be. That's you in that solution. Oh yeah. yeah. But not every but not everybody has the capacity to even see that they're blaming. That, oh. that they're even, you know, they're just so much in that um, in that way. So I'm, think, I'm thinking if someone's listening to this, you know, it's all right to have this insight, but you've also got to be able to have skills to be able to notice that that's going on. And maybe if you're noticing that someone else is blaming you for things, that might help you to see, hang on a minute, if I can understand that, and this is just, this is my basic, there's more to this than meets the eye. But to me, blame is like someone getting arrows and they just shoot the arrow and they take no responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when that's, and and so that I can see that deflection, if you can notice that deflection coming towards you, then maybe one, you can dodge it <laughs> and not be the target. Or that's where you start to learn, hang on a minute, I can feel these arrows coming at me or this deflective behaviour. What is it that I can alter about my own self to be able to redirect this or not feel the stuff that's coming? Because there's two sides, there's two ways to this, you know, because we can be in, you know, for example, narcissistic type relationships, which we all know, you know, are dysfunctional behaviours. But that doesn't help the problem if you're living in these problems. So you can also be a blamer and you can also be the receiver of blame. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, mm-hmm. quite a lot. Um, so I think I think this is an offering. That's why I didn't say too much to begin with because I was thinking about what I wanted to give out of this is then how you also as a target or a, or a recipient of blame how you can notice yourself to do something differently that sometimes can change the behaviour of someone or when you talked about that responsible language because mm. there's another thing that I share with, with clients when this type of stuff's going on and it's a four-sentence thing. It's when you dot, 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 I feel dot, 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 I would prefer dot, 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 then we dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. Mm-hmm. So that could also be helpful for people that are on the receiving end of blame. Communication, it's huge, isn't it? But yeah. in that communication comes confrontation and conflict, <laughs> which, yeah. which is why I guess communication gets put aside. Yeah, absolutely. Because and then, conflict is bad. There's another yeah. level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who of us here likes conflict? Yeah. I'm sure there's none of us. Yeah. <laughs> but the more the more experience you have at and the more that you practice it, I'm still not great, I'll say that. I'm still very uncomfortable around, you know, confronting conversations. 
Mm-hmm. But you just got to keep showing up to try it. Some people you're going to be able to do that with and feel safe and other people you're going to do that with and you're going to feel completely and utterly unsafe. Mm, yeah, exactly. Having that mindset of it's okay, we're still learning how to do this mindset rather yeah. than, oh, we should all be good at this, like we're adults for God's sake. Can't we even just have a conversation? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, you know, in orthobotomy, the basis of all orthobotomy is safety. Mm. If the client doesn't feel safe, if I don't feel safe having a really difficult conversation with someone and something happened recently and I knew the conversation was going to be read, I knew from the first moment I said something and you can't control how the recipient's going to receive that information nope. no matter even if you how you place the information so mm. what i took from that conversation is one sometimes it might be better to shut your mouth donnelly or uh, the other thing is ha- practice more around how you're going to put those words together but i but what i'm going to take from it is that it was just another example of for me how to pick and choose when is a good and good good time or a not time or or even mm. just to leave it alone or even check in what what was my motive mm. you know was my was it all about me and and not thinking about them there's so much to this i also wrote here it's an opportunity this is for me to pause and feel what's the true sense of the issue so when i when i feel that sensation to blame, or even just in the even thought process, I can catch myself and go, okay, righto, this is deflective. You're sending this out. What what's actually? Let's pause here. Let's pause, Donnelly, and let this. You know that you're a processor, so the more you know your processes, the better you can work with this stuff. I like that. Um, mm. Yeah. So, I, you know, I acknowledge that I'm a processor and I also acknowledge that I often respond quickly or react because I'm excited and then think, oh, shit, I should just wait. So, you, you know, you've got to play with that stuff. It's an opportunity. It's always an opportunity when you're aware. Yeah, that's it. What if you're not even, what if you're not aware? What if, what if you're in it? What if you're you're in it, you're deep in this blame. How do you how do you suggest that you go about letting it go? Because it's not as it's it's a process. It's not um yeah. It's not as simple as catching it when you're no. in it. Yeah. No, it isn't. And look and I I don't know that I have the answer for that because if someone is in an unconscious state of blame, so victim and I'm not saying not willing to change, they have no perspective, I really, hmm. I don't really have an answer for that. I'm sorry, you might have an answer for that. You can't make someone drink the water from the water trough. Right. You know, sometimes people just aren't, and, I, and I've had a few in my life, so. But you, uh, do, you do need, to, if, you, if you're in it and you're wanting to let it go, yeah. Then, you're aware of you've yeah. got to that point at least you've got to the point right this isn't healthy for me yeah there's something about it mm-hmm. um, because from everything I've looked at blame is a surface feeling so it's I think it's about digging digging deeper like I said before what are those underlying feelings can this be resolved 
can you look at it in a different perspective? Is there a solution? If there's not a solution, how do you go about accepting what it is? Oh, yeah. Like I would always go to feeling of blame. It's like, well, always created by from ourselves. So what are you, what's, what's your thought? What are you thinking? What someone's blamed somebody for something? What could we use? Let's use cheating. Yeah. Okay. So circumstances, husbands cheated on the wife, like slept with somebody. So wouldn't the wife be blaming the husband because the the family was falling apart? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, good. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, the feeling of blame and it's like, okay, so what are you thinking about that? And you're, you're thinking, and it's Donna Lee already said, it's your fault that our relationship has broken down. That's the blame thought that creates blame in your body. If that's the thought that's creating blame, and I'm, I'm not to say to like scoot through it like super fast because it's a, it's a big topic, right? Like we could have chosen something smaller, but we've chosen like <laughs> the relationship. Well, well, do you know what? I had thought that you were late to the podcast. So, you know, we're yeah. blaming you because time's running out. But anyway, go on. Yeah. yeah. And so, you weren't, she wasn't late to the podcast, by the way. No. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. Yes. Um, it's like, okay, so it's like taking a breath and it's like, oh, okay, I can hear myself and feel myself like shifting the blame onto this the act of the the cheating moment. And it's like, okay, what how is this in me? Like what is this in me right now? Yeah, and it could be that she's feeling really hurt. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Blame might be and the deflection of it because you would think from the blame and the thought and then it would would create a cycle of anger, right? Like the anger would come in for sure and it might have this big, huge blow up in an argument or however that looks. And it's like, okay, great. Like I can take responsibility for this feel, the feeling of blame and I want to like deflect it out because it feels really hard right now. But it's like, okay, where is, where is my peace in this? Mm. Relationships are two people; they're two-sided. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't yeah. come down to that that one something moment. Does that it? might have been the like that might have been the end of it. Like that's that yes. that last piece that actually created it. And I know it sucks. I know it sucks like to be able to point the finger back to ourselves and be like, okay, how was I a part of this? It fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah, but it's absolutely. like it's it's you taking that responsibility, putting your hand up, and going, okay, I have a part in this. Mm. And it's not to say that the other person doesn't. Yeah, exactly right. It's not to yeah, say the person doesn't have any part in it. Find a way to move forward from it. And for you, it's not particularly always about them either. Like you're the one that is carrying the feeling yeah. and you're the one that's getting the results in your life that, you know, comes from the blame and comes from the anger. It's your result. You can't change the other person. Never. Like that is never the goal. (laughs) Your goal is to create the result of in your life. Like how do you want to show up in life right now, even though that has happened, Hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, bringing it, bringing it back to yourself and just checking in with yourself. It's like, okay, great. Like this has happened and I'm going to get through it. And we're both learning how to get through it right now. How can we, how can I support me? How can I support the other person, you know, without the blame Mm. And it's like, yeah, this has happened. These are possible reasons why it's happened. And what do we want to do next? Empathy and compassion for for everyone involved, I guess, as well. Yeah, exactly. 
because just thinking about those rules that we have in society that we've just talked about, sometimes there's a rule that's like, oh, well, if someone's cheated and the relationship is over, it's like, no, you get to decide what, what the outcome is and you work through it together. You don't just, it's just not like a blanket rule of what it looks like. It's like you can choose to move forward, back to choice again. You choose to move forward through it or you choose not to. Either rather, there's no right or way. And yeah, so it's just like reframing. And then if you're the person that created the blame, because like Don and Lee said, there's, it's on two sides sometimes, actually apologizing for what's happened. You know what I mean? Like if someone's cheated, and this happens a lot, you hear this a lot, right? Someone's cheated on somebody and they're like, but you made me do it because, well, you weren't, you know, showing me love and you've sort of pushed me away. We're not having sex anymore. And all the blame onto that person. And instead of just going, yeah, I, I'm accepting that I did this. This is what I did. You know, I'm I'm really sorry that I went went this way. I'm really sorry for my actions and my, my behavior. Not enough people do that. And I also want to say that it's not necessary to have to always apologize. And apologies sometimes are irrelevant. And there's times when they're very relevant. It's the acceptance piece that, oh, shit, I did that. I'm going to accept it. Yeah. And so not always outsourcing the blame because actually that's a really good example of that pushing the guilt out to somebody else because when someone's cheated, I'm sure they don't feel fucking fantastic about themselves. (laughs) They're like, fuck, I feel so guilty. Like I've done this thing that has potentially, you know, destroyed our marriage or whatever. And there is guilt there, you know, it's usually a given, but then they deflect it out. Oh no, you you weren't doing all these things for me. You weren't showing up and, you know, you're the one that broke down our relationship. This is just, this is just something that's happened in the end because of you. Yeah. And so apologizing for that and knowing, yeah, knowing when to apologize, I suppose, and when not to, (laughs) it's always (laughs) important as well. But yeah, so like so many levels to that one for sure. Keeping things in pers- in perspective about what your part is, what you need to do next, what it's, and it's all about what you can do. You can't make or force anybody to do anything. Yeah, and I think too that you know there's so much so much on in just what you said then, but I also wanted to say is that. Also, when when you've got some clarity on whatever that is, is that quite often people rehash everything yes. and don't just go, okay, well, you know, if my apology is not accepted, I can't do anything about that, you know, if it's done genuinely. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is you can, and this I guess what I find is finding that place within you where you've got peace within you yes. and moving forward mm-hmm. because there are going to be situations either side of the case where, and I can think of them, where people come and I hear the same story over and over again for years and years and years. And yes. so, so you've also got to know where I guess enough is enough, mm-hmm. you know, or wherever you you align in you and go, okay, well, I made a mistake, but moving forward, this is what yeah. I've learned from and, and no, I don't think there's enough of us out there that are able to do that or are doing that because, my God, we tie ourselves up in so much mess for so long mm-hmm. that we create our own pain, whether we're blaming or whether we're receiving blame. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Ruin lives. Get mm. in that loop. 
It does. Cording that loop, like far out. Who wants to be in that loop? That's like, man, that's like being on the hamster wheel and going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) I actually can honestly say that I, I don't feel like I've ever been that person. That's a real outsource blame I've really always been obviously obviously there's times when I have like this I'm not perfect but overall because I because I have felt like I have this amazing talent of seeing perspective like I really have been able to do that my whole life and I have always been the one that has put my hand up all the time and it's like oh yeah that was me (laughs) sorry you know, quick quick to apologise if it was necessary and then to move on and never bringing up the past and rehashing shit. Like, I think that's just such a negative loop people get into. Oh, remember when you did this. Remember, you know, you have a fight with somebody and all of a sudden the fight is not about that particular thing. It's about the 50 years before that with all the fights along the way. I'm like, how is this even helpful? <laughs> Yeah, and I guess, you know, I'm such a practical person and like to be able to not so much move on quickly, but come on, you know, life's short. It, there's, we've got the opportunity for that, though. People are like, yeah. oh, no, we, we can't move on quickly from shit. It's like, actually, you fucking can. You can move on so quickly. Your husband can cheat on you. You can decide to stay together and you can work on it and you can move on from it. You don't have to spend years and decades in frigging therapy and rehatching all the shit. You just don't. You can just make that really great conscious decision to move forward. And when your brain goes back there, you're like, oh, thanks for offering that up to me again, brain. But you know what? No, I'm just focusing on the future instead. Yeah. Like well, it's, just, it's available. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a very good example of that. You know, he didn't take any responsibility for for his part in any of the marriage breakdown. He stayed in blame. He stayed in victim mode. He destroyed his relationship with his children. He never never had a relationship with his children. He never moved on. He never found another partner. He lived as a recluse. He was into the drugs and he died. Mm. Yeah, well before beyond his years. Like, yeah. yeah. And then and then let's put this into perspective, right? What if you weren't you, where would you be in that journey? Yeah. So, you know, that's that opportunity, isn't it, that where we have choice and we're not always gonna get what we want or help people change or alter. It's like we've got to know where enough is enough. And mm-hmm. You know, people, what do they say? People come into your life for a reason, a time, I can't remember. A reason, a season or and something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, and yeah. it's true. So, yeah, it really comes, really, can you see how like, after this discussion, like it's a real thing out in the world that people are blaming being the victim. It's actually never productive ever. No. And it's like as soon as you can recognise that in yourself, take full responsibility for it. And if everybody was doing that, how much more peace would have and less drama? <laughs> and if and if you're unsure around, you know, what what this even means, just becoming aware, again, mm. just noticing that you're actually noticing something. You might not actually know exactly what it is or even that you even want to take responsibility that you're actually blaming because I know, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. 
But you don't know until you have a go at it, you know, and it's really liberating, you know, to catch yourself and go, oh, wonder what's going on here. wonder what trigger that's triggering Donnelly. And I just use it as information rather than yes. you know, spend that whole time looking for, you know, a link back to when I was five and, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Just go, okay, well, that's interesting. Sometimes it takes me a day or two to process that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that's okay. That's your yeah. It can take longer than that. That's fine. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if it takes, you know, there was something that happened at the end of last year and it took me like three months to work yeah. through. And that's okay. Yeah. And I wasn't out there blaming and pointing the finger. I was like doing the work on myself to get through that. And so, yeah, it's not, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it takes longer to process. It's fine. Negative emotion is difficult and it's meant to. That's why we call it negative. <laughs> it feels heavy in our bodies and so it just takes time to process it and all attached to all those old belief systems and we have choice to be different. Like we and, choose that. Yeah. Mm. And, and to give yourself permission to explore the negative emotions. Like that's often clients, like when I talk about it, I go, you know what, this is a part of you and it's a valid part. It's a real part. It's not a bad part. Sometimes being angry has kept you safe. Sometimes being unhappy is part of the process. It's Mm -hmm. self-discovery. This is like, man, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity than to be learning about yourself. We are the ones that can learn about ourselves. And the more we learn about how we function, how we process, how we correlate information, I have no doubt that that has a positive or a a wonderful impact on the world, on your family. All all you need to be doing is working with you. The on-flow from that is incredible. Mm -hmm. And if people around you aren't so much doing that, I don't worry about that anymore because I think, again, if I want to be the change that I want the world to be. So the work that I do with me is going to help others be able to do the work with themselves. We hold a model for that. It's yes. what this podcast is about. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, What's your like- thoughts, Tan? Yes, yes, and yes, and even more yes. <laughs> it comes back to exactly what we were. We keep saying, I guess, I guess yeah. every. Every episode ends up in in the same the same thing. It's be aware, look at things differently, ask yourself the questions, have compassion, and make a choice because it's up to you to choose. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exciting, and it's challenging, and it's scary, and it's all those things. But oh, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. Great conversation. It is. It's good. So, yeah, if you find yourself in this, that's all we ask for you, of you is to have that awareness and possibly take that, go inward, reflect inward to see where you can be responsible, where you're projecting out. <laughs> communicate. Mm, and communicate, yeah. Yeah, and sort of build this community of people around you that are in this whole idea of, you know what, we're not, you know, we're all learning together and it's okay. Like we're going to, we're going to fail at a lot of stuff, but we can also learn. Yeah. And, and mm. you know, be a little bit selective around 
the people that you want to be safe with, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to do that self-development, mm-hmm. that you're supported, you know, in your own processes. That's, I think that's really important too. Yeah. Yeah. Radio, want some cards for the session? Yeah. Let's go with just self, self-care. I think that's a good one today. Good. Yeah. Yeah. This is about self, inner self. Ooh. Hmm. Rejuvenation. It is rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, you, see, you can't see them jumping. They're jumping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I'll hold them up. The next one's dance. Ooh. It's about fun. Play. There it is. Self-love. Okay, rejuvenation. Get good sleep. Rejuvenate your body, your mind, and your spirit. Um, this is this is about the simplicity of the kindnesses that you can offer yourself to be. Allow your own energy, and when you're working with blame, just allow yourself to be. Allow that energy to guide and show, and let you begin to rejuvenate as you learn, listen, and grow. Step into the light that is the light within you. Just allow yourself to reflect with that rejuvenative energy and let it infiltrate light through you. (laughs) (laughs) Self-love. I don't need to say anything about this because the prior two say it all. So, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Love it, love it, love it. Take it on, people. Self-responsibility. Stop outsourcing blame. Just notice if you are and just learn from it. That's all we ask. Okay, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being part of this Soul Sister conversation. It would mean the world to us if you like and share this podcast with your own Soul Sisters. Follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you are so inspired, leave a review. All suggestions and questions are welcome and you can drop them in the Facebook group. Thank you, beautiful souls.